Shakes Pals. Happy Thursday. I am so excited that we are starting a new season of Protest Too Much. We are getting into our leader season. So we're going to be looking at this from a bunch of different angles. I'm excited for all of them. I can't wait for you all to hear. Um, and first up, we've got Shayna Ruth up to talk about which Shakespeare character would be the best to lead a youth theater camp. So really excited for this one. Had a great time recording with Shayna, and I hope you all love it. Some exciting things we've got going on. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash p2mpod. Please check it out. We are doing a monologue gauntlet series and I'm going to give six different monologue, um, audition monologue options for different characters in the canon. This month, we are focusing on maybe my favorite character in the canon, Imogen from Cymbeline. Now, you might be like, I've never even heard of that character. Why would I want to audition for her? Well, don't worry. I'm going to I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you all about Cymbeline and why you should love this play. Um, <laughs> so head on over again, patreon.com slash p2mpod. Also make sure you are following us on Twitter at p2mpod or in our new Facebook group at p2mpod. Uh, we've got votes and polls going on over there. Additionally, you can find us on Instagram at srsbiz underscore network. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. Hope you enjoy. And if you do, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and I go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins. Okay, so this week we are traveling back in time to all of our experiences as youth theater camp participants. I never did that, um, so that's not traveling back in time for me. That's just my imagination. But thankfully, we have an expert <laughs> guest on. Ooh, Ooh. Careful with that word. <laughs> I am so excited that today I have with me an actor, choreographer, and choraler of youth theater shenanigans, Shayna Ruth. <laughs> Shayna, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. I'm excited. Go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about all of the things you do, because I've been watching the things that you've created with these kids for the past couple of years and it has blown my mind and so tell everyone about it and how great you are oh well I don't know about that but um so I have been a dancer for bazillions of years and I'm an instructor at a studio here in town and work with their company and whatever um and my children have always just been enamored with theater which I mean, they're my kids, so of course, but um, last year in the midst of insanity, uh, I had signed them up for a summer theater camp, as you mentioned, and of course, everything kind of turned on its head and whatever, and what was supposed to be Moana Jr. turned into a, hey, let's just play around and see what this summer can turn into kind of show. And it was an outdoor drive-in style um, musical that the director had put together called Heal. And it was, you know, just a combination of a bunch of things. And from there, like just talking with the director and whatever, he 
asked me to join them in choreographing for Descendants, which was the fall musical last fall. I was like, okay, I've never choreographed a full musical before, but sure, let's try it. Let's go for it. And to jump in with Descendants, which hip hop's, you know, that kind of style, not my comfort zone was a lot of fun and a lot of just like, all right, we're just going for it. It's not classical ballet? It is not (laughs) classical ballet at all. Um, (laughs) But it's, I mean, it was so much fun to learn kind of how to teach non-dancers because that's something I was like, "Mm, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I had to spend, I spent about a half an hour teaching somebody how to do just a grapevine. I was like, oh, okay. I, you know, just remembering how difficult, simple things to me can seem to others. Uh, So we've done, in the last year we have done Descendants, Beauty and the Beast, which is the full length version. It was two and a half hours long with over 50 children. Um, We did Frozen Junior. We did uh, a another kind of like medley musical that we called You Are Here um, with our all-star team that included Shadowland from uh, Lion King and Welcome to the Rock from Come From Away. So a whole bunch of different choreographic things. Uh, we did Moana Junior, finally, and High School Musical the summer. And now we are jumping into both Shrek the Musical and Shrek Junior all of which over two weekends in November. So it's been just kind of a whirlwind. I can't believe it's only, it's really only been about a year that I've been with this wow. group, but we've just done, we've done so many things and it's been like kind of the one, the one escape we all kind of had during this last couple of years. So anyway, that's my ramblingness of, <laughs> about what, what I've been doing and kind of what what my expertise is this not I'm not an expert but I mean don't downplay it uh 50 kids in a musical and being able to put them on stage with something that looks uh good (laughs) is not an achievement to be taken lightly because that is a lot of work yeah and it takes so much patience in um so many different ways like you said, it's retraining to kind of look at the foundations of what you're trying to get them to do uh, to make it accessible for them and also keep it fun and also keep your head uh, slightly okay. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. don't downplay it because that, that is a massive achievement. Um, and today we're looking at that from... Shakespeare characters. So there are a lot of there are a lot of Shakespeare characters who might not be able to keep their head so cool in those kinds of situations. Uh, but we're looking at the 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 best. Who would be the best youth theater director or program director or camp director, however you want to word it? Who would be the Shakespeare character, Shayna, that would excel in that position? Well, clearly, I don't know. I'm I. I believe that the best would be Rosalind from As You Like It. Oh, that's a good pull. Um, all right. Who do I think that job goes to? So this was even harder because I don't want to be too mean. <laughs> but-, <laughs> but you want to be just mean enough. <laughs> just mean enough. Um, but I think that you might have a, a you might think that Petruchio from uh, Taming of the Shrew would, would, uh, have some fun with that no (laughs) no. okay uh why don't you take it away for rosalind while i scramble in my brain space 
Okay. <laughs> so to be a director or to work in children's theater, like at all, you really need very specific qualities. You have to be innovative. You have to be bold. You have to be courageous. You need creativity. You have to be brave, willing to take risks. And you also need to be able to like challenge the status quo to make art that matters. You have to do something different and not only be okay with it, but want to challenge like societal boundaries and help your young actors show their audience how things could look. Um, but you also need some patience and understanding and, you know, relate to people no matter what challenges they might bring. Um, so as that relates to Rosalind, she's uh, brave, first of all, which you, you certainly need some bravery when you're dealing with a lot of children. Um, instead of just wallowing as her father's exiled, she decides to um, hold back and stay as a companion to her cousin Celia. Um, she disregards shallow convention in a lot of ways and aims for change. Um, she, she can express her feelings boldly and is courageous. Um, when Duke Frederick ba banishes her, she replies that your mistrust can't be, can't make me a traitor. Uh, tell me where on the likelihood depends. When he accuses her of treason, she replies again, treason is not inherited. My Lord, my father was no traitor. She's so courageous in the face of tyranny that, and she's just, she's, she wants nothing to do with it. Um, and she also shows how disguise can help improve your freedom of speech. Um, and I think in this way, she would make an awesome director with like, it, while she is disguised as a man, as Ganymede, she not only instructs her lover how to be like bold and professes love to her and play back and forth with that, but she also she can help focus as Ganymede instead of focusing on her own stuff. Like she's weary, but she's like, okay, this is who I am right now. So this is what I'm going to do. She says, um, I could find and disgrace my man's apparel and to cry like a woman, but I must com um, comfort the weaker vessel as doublet and hose ought to show itself courageous to petticoat. Therefore courage my heart to good um, Aliena. So like, regardless of her own discomfort, Rosalind takes her eyes off of her own feelings and focuses on the needs of others. Um, and I think that in that way, she would like, she'd be so good at showing her young actors that with a costume and a wig or some makeup, you can just embody that being and speak whatever you want to, to an audience. And through that disguise, you can open so many more doors and worlds. And even like, so, so many things are so hard to say as yourself, but as a character, as somebody else, it's a lot easier to, um, to be open. And then... Um, she's also like a, a true friend and a really loyal um, and very, very smart. Um, she not only survives, but like thrives through her difficulties. Uh, she offers herself as a tutor to Orlando, as I mentioned. Um, and it's like, uh, she's so good at disguising herself. She even fools her father. Um, like she's so good with Celia, who also disguises herself she's she's just so selfless with touchstone with celia and focusing on their on on them and their journey instead of um whatever else might might be happening but um that kind of banishment may have been like so disillusioning i guess is that a word sure um to someone of like of lesser strength but rosalind takes charge and she makes the best of a very difficult situation um, she finds shelter and food for her companions. She brings understanding of everyone's situation. Um, and 
I think that her ability to kind of subvert the limitations of there that like that society imposes on her as a woman is impressive. Like she uses boldness and imagination to disguise herself, to woo the man that she loves, um, to be, you know, how to be a more accomplished and attentive lover, which is not something that any man even now would want to hear from a woman really most of the time, which that's a whole other story. But um, there are just so many, like, uh, I, I think Rosalind in, in always just embodies everything that, that you would need to be a children's theater wrangler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but have you considered that really Petruchio would be the right choice here? Now, <clears throat> um, here's the tough part. I've worked with directors who are like source material Petruchio and it's not good. They're so bad. Um, but we're taking it modern. We're taking it in 21st century. We're looking at um, theater camps and ways that uh, uh, these characters might behave in modern times. So I'm going to take all of the things that that in this that Petruchio in spirit uh, was trying to accomplish. Uh, he's kind of crafting a performance of Kate um as a human being which is wrong and gross and he's awful and there's this play sucks um <laughs> but in the 21st century kind of approach to this um the foundation of you know what he's trying to do um in performance space, Shana, this is so hard, is similar. So you said he, they need to be innovative, creative, and bold. He is certainly mm -hmm. all three of those things. Uh, his methods, though uh, unforgivable, are innovative, creative, and bold. He shows up to their wedding, uh, and Biondello is like, oh, Petruchio is coming, and here's what he's wearing. Uh, he's coming in a new hat and an old jerkin, a pair of old breeches thrice turned, a pair of boots that have been candle cases, one buckled, another laced, an old rusty sword taken out of the town armory with a broken hilt, and chapless with two broken points, his horse hipped, an old mothy saddle and stirrups of no kindred, besides possessed with the glanders and like to Mose in the chine, troubled with the lampus, infected with the fashions, full of wind galls, sped with spavins, rayed with the yellows, past cure of the fives, etc., 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 etc. Now, if there is anything that a youth theater director has to be, it is resourceful with a costume closet. If you are trying to put together costumes for uh, Beauty and the Beast and last season you did Moana, you are going to figure out a way to maybe spray those uh, island greens gold and or, or white, and now they become a feather duster. You've got the same general appearance of fabric, uh, but you're repurposing it to create something new, bold, and different. That kind of creativity uh, is, I would love to see Petruchio in a costume closet, which honestly... I feel like a lot of, you know, theaters when they do shrew, um, they just kind of like go ham in that costume mm -hmm. closet. You know, like, hey, actor, go back there and have some fun. You find you find what you want to find. You find a hat, find pants, find boots. I mean, the 
an, an old rusty sword taken out of the town armory with a broken hilt. If that doesn't sum up every prop that <laughs> theaters use, this isn't even this isn't even youth theater camps. This is just every theater, <laughs> probably globally. Uh, you're like, mm, this sword is broken, but. But just look at what I can do with some duct tape, spray paint, and a little bit of theater magic. <laughs> so in that respect, um, I think it'd be I think it'd be really good. Uh, additionally, if we take a look at the way Petruchio's kind of house runs, he's got a bunch of servants, um, and it is a it is a well oiled machine. Um, and of course we don't see how it got to be that we know that, um, you know, his, his methods and other times are not, are, are not good, but he definitely has a well-working team behind him. Uh, and if there's one thing that, uh, director needs, it's a well-working team. Um, so the other thing that every theater director needs is support, um, he needs someone who is going to be in his corner and uh, help things run a little bit more smoothly. And that uh, we see Petruchio has in Hortensio. Now, Hortensio's motives are also <laughs> questionable at best. Uh, the only reason he pushes Petruchio towards Kate is so that he can gain access to Bianca. Um, and he definitely has more of a plan. You want to talk about someone else that's good with disguises? Hortensio. Uh, disguising himself as a music tutor to get into the house to get closer to, to Bianca. Um, but he does it a little bit more... I don't know if tactfully is the right word, but he definitely has like a, a little bit more of a secure head on his shoulder. He knows how to manipulate Petruchio so that Petruchio can go manipulate everything else. So I feel like no theater camp can run without a team. Um, you can't do it alone. And Petruchio knows that he, he knows that about himself. He's not going to be able to do it alone. And he does rely on other people to um, help him along. That's all I'm going to say about Petruchio. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really impressed with with Rosalind as a pull, because when we talked about this topic, I was like, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. I I went through a lot, and honestly, I almost chose Petruchio because I thought it would be a challenge, a, a, cha a fun challenge. But and everything you mentioned was everything that I had in my head, especially the whole the costume closet thing, because that was like that's why I was like nodding so aggressively. <laughs> but um, yes, yes, I think I think that despite his like malintentions, that sort of. Oh, I don't, oh, maybe <laughs> so I shouldn't say this, but hard. like that, that kind of manipulation is almost like really necessary for getting 50 children to do what you want them to Ooh. do. Yeah. 50 children I mean, is kind of like one Kate. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, obviously you would want more of a more of um a kind and understanding and uh what's the word i'm after um less gaslighty yes <laughs> that works um approach to it but you still have to be um creative enough in the way that you mm -hmm. 
work and the the ideas that you have to make you know a whole bunch of people 15 years difference in age mostly go oh hey that's a great idea let's do that okay yes let's do it like he's saying to do it kids have a lot of their own ideas and to try to get them to do your ideas since you're the one in charge is sometimes very difficult so i listen i think that (laughs) there is there is for sure (laughs) There's room there. And it's like, it's a scale, right? Uh, I've Mm -hmm. seen directors who, um, you know, the whole scene where Patricio's like, look at the moon. And Kate's like, that's the sun. And he's like, what are you, an idiot? That's the moon. You ding dong. Um, I've seen directors who kids are like, "Um, you know, last time you choreographed this this way or you told us to stand over here. And they're like, no, I didn't. And I'm sitting there like, yes, you did. Like, you might not remember that you said that or you might just trying to be covering a mistake you made. Like, I don't know what the point of lying to these children is. Please don't do this. You are a bad Mm -hmm. person. (laughs) Right. There's a level of Petruchio-ness that we want to avoid. But yeah, getting 50 kids on the same page and jazzed Mm -hmm. and excited. um, Mm -hmm. It's like you can convince uh, six-year-old that being in the ensemble is the greatest uh, opportunity of their lives, right? And like, I'm someone as a director who I like, I truly think that ensemble shows are the best because you have so much opportunity for like carrying the show. But trying to get a kid to believe that when so many kids are conditioned to lead or nothing, it's a it's work. Mm-hmm. It's a... Mm-hmm. That's why Shrek is such an awesome show because there's so many characters with mm. names that even if you're ensemble, you have a name. Yeah. And it's so like, oh, but even, yeah, it, trying to find, yeah, I, I agree with that. Ensemble shows are the best. Here is my, here's my one point against Rosalind. Okay. Rosalind is going to be the type of director and I'm taking this out of youth theater because it makes it wrong and gross and bad, but let's say normal <laughs> theater. Um, that she's going to be casting a show and some, you know, ding dong with a pretty face and zero talent is going to walk in and she's going to be like, cast that boy as the lead. And every her whole team around her is going to be like, Rosalind, he can't act his way out of a paper bag. And she's going to be like, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look at him. <laughs> that is a good Because that's Orlando. That's Orlando. Orlando is that's all... Orlando style no substance uh he has a pretty face and nothing going on in his brain um <laughs> yep yep and she'd yep, be like yep. give that boy the lead <laughs> i don't want to say i've experienced this recently oh, no. but yes yes agreed i think we all have honestly if anyone's done high school theater or uh community theater or whatever there's always that element of uh <laughs> questionable well, but they're gonna look real good as that character right yes yeah yes. i worked with and a director sometimes... who cast based on posters he cast people based on who would look the best on the poster <clears throat> who looked the closest to the movie version that yeah <laughs> yep <Woo-hoo>. yep <laughs> that's rough mm-hmm. 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 yikes anyway y'all 
What do you think? Do you think that the best youth theater director is going to be Rosalind from As You Like It? Or do you think it's going to be Petruchio from The Taming of the Troop of Young Children? <laughs> Shayna, <laughs> thank you for this. Let people know where they can find uh, all of the stuff that you're doing. Um, let them know where they can support your theater. Let them know where to find you. Uh, yeah, so... Let's see. Um, we open with Shrek in November, two weekends, the two weekends before Thanksgiving. Uh, tickets are on sale October 11th. Um, GCKidsOnStage.org if you are in the Eastern North Carolina area. Otherwise, um, we there is a donate button at that website. If you would like to donate, we, it is a nonprofit. Like we, you know, I'm, I'm sewing costumes in my house. And so we, we, we do it all ourselves. Um, and then the ballet school, um, our nonprofit dance company, we are performing Aladdin in January, fingers crossed. And um, greenvillecivicballet.com and then click on dance collective. There's a donate button there also. Yeah, many, many things to be excited about. Yeah. Also, feel free to donate to those kids on stage because we're bringing a group of like 30 all stars to the Junior Theater Festival in Atlanta, um, Martin Luther King weekend in January. And um, it's not a cheap thing, but these kids deserve it. So feel free to donate. That's amazing. Everyone go do that right now. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Shana, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you all next week. Serious Business.